This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. James, I've done it. I've read all the current High Republic uh, texts that you can possibly get, I think. <laughs> the sacred texts! Uh, Light of the Jedi. A test of courage. Yes, and then there, I forget what the kids' book is. That's right. I read the book that's for like six-year-olds. But did you read the comics as well? I read the first comics, the only one out. I think that's the like the High Republic six-part miniseries. I read the first one. I think that's it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's hard to keep track of what's when. Uh, what a ride! Very very exciting. Uh, one thing I just sent you, though, I don't know how closely you looked at it. They are putting a new timeline in these books, at least like the novels. And let me get it up on my phone here because I can't remember it verbatim. But uh, we'll put this on the screen, these- too. So if you're watching, sorry, yeah. Brock, if you're watching on the YouTubes, uh, check it out on the screen. If you're listening, uh, listen to Brock. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> Did you just explain the people that are watching to watch the screen. <laughs> no, the people that are listening, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, uh, but you explained it to the YouTubes. I said, well, if you're watching, you anyway, look, 199 anyway, of these things, we'll figure it out one day. We'll, f- yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it Anyways. out. So now it's broken down into the High Republic, which is the new series. Uh, then the Fall of the Jedi, which encompasses the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Age of Rebellion includes Rebels, Rogue One, A Star Wars st- Story, uh, New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, uh, Rise of the First Order is Resistance, then the new movies. I skipped over one, which is between Fall of the Jedi and Age of the Rebellion called Reign of the Empire, which is the interesting part here. Obviously, what falls in this, Solo, A Star Wars Story. But right above it is The Bad Batch. Which is not overly surprising because, yeah, it occurs outside of the Clone Wars. It's after the fall of the Jedi. So that's interesting. They're, the series isn't even out yet, and they're already putting it in a timeline. What? He's so excited he broke his microphone. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what an exciting time to be in Star Wars. I wasn't sure. I kept going because I wasn't sure if you could still hear me. What an exciting time to be in Star Wars. Uh, I can't. I mean, I believe Andrew and I are going to do a video on High Republic, so I won't focus on that too much today. Just wanted to show that that new timeline. That's crazy. And I've already seen their stories about it in the news. Welcome to the Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm Brock. Hi, this James. Is- this and this is, is like as James said earlier, 199. Episodes. 199, um, and we're gonna do an unboxing. No, we're not. 199 of these things. We started in your yeah. parents' basement. Uh, I played nope. acoustic guitar. No, are we? Nope. <laughs> we started this uh, almost five years ago. Five years ago, this August wow. is when we see. Yeah, I know. We took <laughs> we've taken some weeks off, so the timing hasn't lined yeah. up. But but we are there. I gotta say, so I I, I was kind of like. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe my feelings towards the High Republic when they announced it and all that. Like I thought, oh, that's cool. Like I, I, I was more for it than against it, obviously. But I wasn't amped up to to go into it and to to buy it all and read it and whatnot. But last week, you really started selling me on it. I haven't read it still, but I gotta say, I'm looking at this timeline that you sent me, and this timeline yeah. is actually fantastic because yeah. the thing with Star Wars is it's and I, you know, people are probably like, how can they do another timeline? But the reality is, it's always going to be evolving. Like, they're always going to be adding things to Star Wars. So this is going to be obsolete eventually. 
Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but the reality is right now it's not. And, and like you said, bad, the fact they include Bad Batch in there is really cool. But you know what's, what strikes me right away is Rise of the First Order. Um, yeah. Because it stops. But there's a line. If you look, I don't know if there's more to this graphic than you sent me or not. Uh, uh, because it stops. It just, it stops. And then there's a line where they're like, it continues. But they don't get to the continuation part. The line just, <laughs> it stops short. Uh, and and so you got Resistance. Uh, the show Resistance. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Obviously, Galaxy's Edge is not mentioned uh, in this at all. But you have those four points in there. And and why why that really struck me was that it's called the rise of the first order. So we see the rise, but we also <laughs> saw the fall of the first order. I would imagine in the rise of Skywalker is where it would fall. So what era are we heading into afterwards? And is that going to be the Patty Jenkins, the Taika Waititi, the Kevin Feige film? Is that going to are is one of those properties going to take us into this next era of the Star Wars timeline? That 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 because I haven't read the High Republic books, especially that's mm. that really really stuck out to me. Yeah, um, I was just looking at because that was a screen cap, I believe, from the comic. I haven't pulled that up, but I opened uh, a path to courage, and in the book, the, I, I've been reading it virtually, so I don't know how it looks on an actual page. It's actually the line is going the other direction; it's going horizontally. And when you get to Rise of the First Order, it continues on, but then it's like dot dot dot. So like, I like what you said, or it could just be like, well, time will continue, and yeah. what, what it is, I don't know yet. <laughs> well, there's, so the the thing is, something's going to go there. Like yeah, that, that's for sure. exciting part of this timeline is something is going to mm-hmm. go there, and like you said, the Bad Batch really cool that it's it's clearly yeah. out it's clearly after Revenge of the Sith, um, but yeah. I guess just before Solo, if not coinciding with it. But will more get added to that? Um, but High Republic obviously is everything in the High Republic. So, so okay, so because you've read everything now in the High Republic that they had to offer, and and. The reality is it's been such a small window sample size of what it is so far because we haven't gotten mm-hmm. everything yet. But So you have the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of the Rebellion, New Republic, and the Rise of the First Order. Which of these so far um, – and I know it's not fair, but whatever. I don't care. I'm going to ask you point blank. Which of these is uh, to you your favorite aspect of the Star Wars timeline? Which Which one would you be like, that's my favorite Star Wars timeline? I don't care. It's not fair. But I'm gonna put you on the spot to answer that. Um, I guess Rise of the Rebellion. I mean, it's just it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I find this more. Do I find interesting age, characters? Age of the Rebellion. Of yeah. Or Age of the Rebellion. Sorry, I didn't have it in front of me. It also has uh, the most content. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, um yeah no i think that's my best what's your favorite one i i'm gonna so everyone knows i'm a giant prequel fan obviously i love the original yeah. trilogy i wouldn't be talking and i like the sequels but right now um all biased towards it i'm going the uh the the new republic see my mando lollipop that's mando lollipop I'm going, the, but this is why, because the Mandalorian is obviously a lot of fun. I love my dirty rod and stormtroopers that are no longer stormtrooper functioning. <laughs> but for me right now, having not read the High Republic, so I can't even put that in here. It's just not fair. Like, you know, I just, I couldn't. But of everything that I've seen, I, and it, it, it's unfair, I guess, but it's the one that's been dealt with the least and it has the most potential for me right now. I mean, the high Republic probably is equal to that or more so, but from what I've seen that the, the, with what we've been promised too, right? The Rangers of the new Republic, Ahsoka yeah. book of Boba Fett, this time frame right now where you have the galaxy is the, the genius of this time frame is, is what made the original trilogy so great is that it was in a world, it's in a galaxy that's already been lived in. Everything was old. It wasn't the new sci-fi stuff that everybody was used to. And what's brilliant about this is it maintains that, but now that galaxy is completely in disarray. There's no order. There's no government overseeing everything. There's no political power. So they can go back to gangsters ruling it and, and really doing what we were kind of 
led to believe was happening at the beginning of the Empire, right? But now they can go ahead and do all that. And so it really, really uh, intrigues me the most. And I love The Mandalorian, obviously. And we've gotten, we've gotten 16 episodes, which is also arguably more than any other Star Wars we've gotten. So, yeah, I mean, but look, it's Star Wars, right? They're all they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But can I no, pick, can I pick your brain on the High Republic? Sure. Because I really because you've read like you've read them all. So you have Light of the Jedi, um, the young adult novel. I don't know. Yeah, that. Path to Courage. Path to Courage. The and yeah. the the other stuff. So I know you told me this in a text, but. Can you just walk me through them, maybe like strong points? And I guess we should warn people for spoilers, I guess. I don't know if you want to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, but maybe like some strong points in those books. And and maybe I think Light of the Jedi is one that I think if I'm going to pick one up, that's going to be the one. But sell me on maybe the, the YA novel as well. Um. Okay. Uh. The, the quickest takeaway I take from – the YA novel Pathocurt, I think it is. Um, one, it's super short. So it's like, if you don't like it, it's only 150 pages. It's not a huge loss of your life. Um, but if you're a big fan of the EU back in the day, this will remind you a lot of like the solo kids uh, stories, like J- Jason and Jaina, they're like adventures. And then the younger readers are Anakin Skywalker. And I talked about it last week. It's, I was just like, oh, that's so funny. Because I hadn't yeah. read that book yet. And I'm like, oh, this is exactly what they're going for. <laughs> Not exactly the same story, yeah. but like the same vibe. And we all know that Jason and Jaina, and I think Anakin to a point, but definitely Jason Solo becomes a huge part of it. So it comes from like a YA novel or a kid's book into like, that's the vibe I get from this. Because there's a lot of like setup. Uh, one big thing is there's a character name avon staros in it that is like she's like the senator's daughter but she's very good with machines she loves science so she's like oh force blah 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 science can prove everything and then i was like staros why do i know that she is the descendant yeah. of sana staros who is in the comic Solo. book series the solo's so, yeah. fake ex-wife right exactly so yeah. very very cool character all right um and avon is just as cool and she's like 11 <laughs> so I, I'm guessing there's there's going to be development. I had to look it up. I was like, is there other mention of her? But like, we are now learning it at, as this, as we go. I don't know if they mention her in the comics through Santa at some point, but like, that's really cool. Um, but they all kind of work together and are separate. You don't need to read anything to understand the story, but it's good. Like it's and like it blows my mind that like the the kids 10 page book that comes with stickers, which retells what happens in uh light of the Jedi, light of the yeah, force, light of Jedi, <laughs> light of the Jedi. Uh, it's written by Kevin Scott. Like they could have gotten anybody. Okay. okay. Do you, I, so Kevin, do you know what he sounds like? What his voice sounds like? No, I don't think I've ever, he has, the most booming voice. It's not what you expect. Anyway, I just got to point that out. Because every time is I hear... It like, t- it's like Will Ferrell on SNL where he's like, I can't control the vo- volume of no, my voice. No, he just, he's he's British. But he's like very uh, like... He, he, he demands like your attention and your respect. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Like he's, he sounds like he will kick you in the gut if you're not uh, following line. It's like like... And I mean that like... As a compliment, yeah. also towards Kevin Scott. It wasn't what I expected, but he's uh I follow him on Twitter and he's a great Twitter presence and a great ambassador of, of the brand as well. Yeah. So he wrote it and it's not it's for kids, but it's like it doesn't for kids because there's this whole explosion in in hyper the hyper hyper dry hyper lanes or whatever. The hyper jump paths and people they don't not everyone dies but like it's a bad it's a disaster and it's like they show that in this child's picture book <laughs> it's not nothing like dark or like uh it doesn't like you don't see the pictures and go oh my god <laughs> it's, it's just like oh those people just died and they just moves on but like the fact that it's kevin scott like 
not saying he can't do what he wants, but it's like that is interesting to me that like one of their premier writers, he's going to write. I mean, he's writing. He's doing the comics now, but I think he has doing a the novel. comics yeah. now. But he does have a novel coming out. Like that's very interesting to me. <laughs> um, I think it stems from that lot. writers' room, though, right? Like the people in that writers' yeah. room are the ones who will be writing these stories, yeah. how big or small or whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, you know what? I, I, I just went through a couple of weeks ago my old uh, 35 albums and I, I yeah. found like some old Star Wars ones. And the thing is, you know, like a kid is going to get that book for Christmas or their birthday or whatever. Yeah. And they're going to associate that story with Star Wars until the end of time. And they, yeah. they they're not going to come back to it all the time, but they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember I had that book. And and so there is, I think, a, an, import, an importance to, to getting – um, these books in the hands, but being respectable yeah. enough that that they, you know, I, and I don't really care if they connect too hard. Like you saying, it is, which is great, but they don't need to worry about all that. It's just, you know, it's great that you have quality for yeah. children because I think that you know, it, kids should be respected as well. It's just very, very interesting because you're right. Like it, to have a book about Star Wars and it's not affiliated to a TV show or a movie is very very interesting to me so you're right like it's like some kid might get this their parents were like here's a star wars and like that could send them on this w- mm-hmm. lifelong journey of loving star wars um but yeah like it's it's very exciting the the series so far i mean i i've read one really i've read read one book right so I, i'm excited because like next week Two more books come out. Uh, Claudia Gray books, Gray's book comes out for sure, and there's, I'm sure there's comics are coming out. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it, and it's it's just it feels like Star Wars, and it could be a very excellent live action something at some point. I don't know, but like. I haven't thought to look up if the books are doing well or not. So um, I know Light of the Je- I know that the the YA novel and Light of the Jedi both were on the New York Times top right. ten for digital, and the Light of the Jedi uh, was number one paperback on the New York Times oh, bestselling. Right. Yes, wow, so Char- already. Yeah, Charles Soule. Uh, post that he goes it was exciting when it was digital but now it's paperback and that's a big deal so yeah, yeah. um so i i mean i heard that they're bombing because negativity rules uh the <laughs> internet now if it's not negative you know forbes magazine won't write about it or whatever so <laughs> what are you gonna do but but so you know i take it for what it's worth but what i've seen it it looks like they're doing moderately well anyway i mean people are reading them and from what I gather from you and Andrew and what I'm seeing on social media, people seem to really enjoy them. The people that aren't enjoying them are the people that haven't liked them because they've decided they're not going to read them anyway. So, <laughs> so you know. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, but uh, definitely maybe wait out till the summer when it, it's nice to sit outside again. So yeah, like you could probably digest the, this book. Like the first book was like, I read it digitally. It was under 400 pages. Like, it's not a long read, right? But it's like, it's immersive. Like, it doesn't make you like follow one character. You follow a bunch. And then these characters, like, the main character isn't a big part of Path to Courage, isn't a big part of Light of the Jedi, but they interact. Like, that character you see at the end and vice versa. Like, Avar Chris. <laughs> is in light of the Jedi at one point. Like it's uh it's it's impressive what they're doing and it's very, very exciting and I cannot wait for more. <laughs> and there's gonna be a lot more I I can't remember. Is this contained or is it ever expanding and growing the stories? I can't remember if they what they announced there, do you? No clue. <laughs> someone <laughs> someone right now is in the comments saying, You moron, they said there'll be seven hundred and fifty yeah. of these uh, but it, but it all presumably is going to end with or lead up to the acolyte show, yeah. Yeah. which is kind of so. cool. Um, I have a question for you on the acolyte show. Given yeah. what you've read now, and given what we've seen with my favorite Star Wars era, the era, the age of the 
Uh, Hold on, I already forgot. Republic. My, my, the New Republic. The New Republic. Ah, uh, New Republic. Yeah, it's not the age of anything. It's just the new, re- the new Republic. My favorite Star Wars era for all of twelve minutes. Um, do you think the acolyte will give us? And I'm actually being dead serious here. A connection with Grogu, and possibly. Uh, the Acolyte, possibly Plagueis, possibly Palpatine, but is Grogu going to have some sort of presence in the Acolyte at some point? At some point. I'm not saying... You are very excited today. <laughs> at some point. I'm not saying the first episode will start with the Acolyte you know, opening up an egg and we'll see Baby Yoda. I- I'm just saying because... He is that age, and he's a part of it. And what is Grogu's purpose in Star Wars? We don't know. And maybe it, could it be connected to the dark side, to the acolyte, to something at the end of the High Republic? No. I, well, my first reaction was no, because that's too close. Because, like, Grogu is supposed to be 50 years mm-hmm. old and roughly born around the same time as Anakin. Which could be at some at easily at some point in High Republic. Like we don't really know the cutoff years, right? Because we meet Anakin and he's eleven or twelve or whatever on Tatooine. So that's a good decade that could overlap into High Republic. So like I still want to say no to Grogu because I think it'd be much more interesting to somehow come across Anakin as a baby or something like that. Like do we need to know that? I don't know, but like, hmm. I knew, well, I'm just I, the reason why I'm thinking is because the Phantom Menace is the beginning of the fall of the Jedi, which is the end of the High Republic, and the Acolyte is supposed to be the end of the high around the end of the High Republic. I think it's still supposed to be like a hundred years before Phantom Menace, but who knows? Like, none of this is yeah. concrete because it hasn't. We haven't seen it yet, so things can change, and, and that's why I'm. I'm with you. I mean, give me more Anakin all the time. A little Anakin. Like, this one will be the chosen one. Put him on Tatooine. So, who knows? But, like, I'm just trying to... The last little while, I've been thinking a lot about everything. And just... Everyone loves Grogu Baby Yoda. And if we... I mean, I'm sure we'll see him again. But, you know, there's a very good possibility that we won't based on where the story's gone. And what has been... What has been Grogu's purpose in Star Wars as a whole? Because if you look at everything in Star Wars, everything always has like this, oh, because of this, because of this. But Grogu's just like, well, he was cute and he taught the Mandalorian how to be human. I was like, okay. Um, is there something bigger? To, is there something bigger at play with Grogu that we haven't got to yet that they could tie in the High Republic into because I, I really feel like if they're going to tie it all together, even though it's going to be very separate, like you said, the, the, the books that you've read already have been very separate from each other, but they live within the yeah. same world. This yeah. ultimately lives within that Star Wars world. And now they can't, you know, they you could go back, you could be like, well, this is going to tie into Luke, but you can't control what happens there because what's already happened, happened. But with these characters, you can kind of now dictate certain avenues from to take for their you know, for what happens in the future. And then in the future, can, they could connect the dots that way. Does that make any sense at all? What I'm trying it to say? It sounds like you tried to describe the plot to Tenet. Um, <laughs> By the way, that movie did not confuse me. And I was fairly drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tell you everything that's happening in that movie by the way. if you listen to what they're saying they explain the entire plot to you yeah that's the problem it's sometimes hard to understand what they're saying but uh anyways this is not tenant talk <laughs> um I, i'm not against it but like it's weird because we're talking about high republic that occurs like 200 years before phantom menace but, like, I think Star Wars needs to focus on the future as well. And Grogu, to our knowledge, can live for a long time. So, like, perhaps he's not in the sequel. Our sequel movies doesn't mean he's dead, right? We so, learned that with Ahsoka and Ezra. Yeah, and, yep. exactly. So, and, th- and th- there you go. Like, whatever's going on with Ahsoka and possibly Ezra could easily 
fit a Grogu in there and then they're off doing something else, right? Um, uh, yeah, I, I think there is possibility uh, Yoda is present. And uh, he actually, <laughs> you actually get to hear him talk in the comic book, finally. But like, just over, just forgetting it, forgetting it. Yoda, Yoda, Yoda. But he's like, oh, he's doing something else. <laughs> they literally say that. He's like, he doesn't want to be part of the council right now. He's taking a sabbatical. Uh, so it's like, if they do decide to start uh, explaining what Grogu and what Yoda, what their race is, perhaps they could explore it in High Republic. They could set it up in Mandalorian, but then, and then move on. And then he's like, well, for all you guys and gals and whatever you want to call yourself who are interested in that, it's all going to exist here. Because perhaps they find some kind of High Republic archive or something like that. And that's how you know, oh, that means you should go over here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think that's doable. That's The question is, are we ever going to find out what they are or are we going to keep that a hush hush because it's like maybe we keep one or two things that are sacred (laughs) yeah i kind of like not knowing i i the thing with grogu is if we're going to learn his species that ahsoka episode was one we're going to learn it in yeah right like that's the one that's the moment when you're like okay it's filoni lucas is on set you know she could communicate with him she gives us his name that was like i kind of had a feeling um before we got the name i thought she was gonna be like oh he's this species i honestly kind of thought that that's what they were going with it then they dropped the name and i was like oh well that's all right um now i'm just you you passed the point of no return on the yoda species at this point uh oh i don't know about that i well lucas never wanted it we never yeah. got it. There was no need for it. And now you had the chance to give it to us and you didn't. And I just think that uh, don't give it to me now. There's no, I, I just, you know, if you put it in a high Republic book, I just think that is who cares. Do you know what I mean? And no offense to the high Republic books, but it's like, I, I, I don't think you can. This is the one thing that I'll say where unless George Lucas gives you a call and says, ah, oh, you got to name him, blah, 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 you just don't, you don't name him. You either let the, the maker name him or you just, you just let it go because it's, that, that's one thing where I'll say, it's just, no, no. I mean, sure. I don't know. It's like, what is the future story of Grogu, right? So like, what, what is if he does come back which come on he's coming back but like if he doesn't <laughs> fine whatever story's done if they bring him back that's something they could explore because yes they didn't say it in that episode but like from what we gather they sit there and talk to each other in the force well it would have to be about you know? like yeah if you're gonna bring it up now i guess it would have the, the purpose yeah. would have to be to like save the species or something like like there would have to be a big moment like something momentous would have to happen for for it to be justified at this point because i don't think anyone's i, are, I don't think anyone no one is no one is walking around being like what's he called like no one can't they called him baby baby yoda came up so fast like it wasn't like anybody was like well what's that thing called i don't know it was just immediately baby yoda done that's it you know like everyone's associated the green big ear guy with yoda yeah, that's that's the internet. Uh, but like, no, no, that everyone called like, him baby. Everyone called him baby Yoda. No, I know the internet called him baby Yoda. No one in the series calls him that. No, no, but I mean, it's beyond the internet though. It's like mankind was just like baby Yoda. It's over. The, if the internet didn't exist, we would still. If the internet, if the internet didn't exist, we would still call him baby Yoda. It's the same thing. And no, the internet's full of crap. <laughs> The internet is filled by people talking uh, to each other. I don't know about that. Oh have you God. have you been on anyway, the internet? Like, <laughs> yeah, if there is like a community of Yodas, yeah, I can agree with what you're saying. But like it's very, very interesting to me that this creature is 50 years old and is like still looks like tiny, can't speak. Uh and then we know Yoda isn't his speaking is a weird pattern thing, and he can live to 900. So it's like the way they age is different, and they seem to just immediately take to the force, right? So, like, perhaps there is no community of that creature. Perhaps 
it's something to do. It's I I could compare it to like uh, oh god, what's the planet with the father and the son and the daughter? Mortis. I was gonna say Mordor. <laughs> um, uh, perhaps it's something like that, right? That's why there's no planet to go to. Like that's something you could enter if you wanted to get more like mythical on the force. So I don't know. Whatever. I don't. Even, how did we even get this? So it's, we're just oh, yes, talking the High Republic. Yeah. <laughs> So like I I don't know. I hope I honestly the way it is, I agree. Like they don't need to tell us anymore. It's fine. I think less but, is uh, more a lot of the times. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's for sure. yeah. Like there's some things you explain and some things you just like, you know what? We we don't need to, to get to that. Um yeah. because it's pointless. And Yoda Yoda's Yoda. Everyone loves Yoda. Clearly that's um his age is a big his age is intriguing because so You've read the comic now with Yoda in it. Yeah. He would be how old would he be? Five hundred years old at this point? Isn't he nine hundred? What does he say in Return of the Jedi? I mean, nine. When you're, when you're nine hundred years old, like I. So am. he'd be like four, four or five hundred years old at this point, right? That math doesn't sound right. Because like, four. when does Phantom Menace occur before Return of the Jedi? Okay, so Forty like, years. Uh, yeah. Thirty years. Like thir- thirty years. Right? 20. No, 30, because there's a 10-year gap. Yeah, 30. Let's say 30. Yeah. So if he is 900 years old. Okay. Well, I'm rounding. I'm doing a round. I'm rounding. Like, <laughs> you're cutting it out. <laughs> uh, I would say like six or 700 without actually doing an equation in my head. But uh, yeah, so like oh, and so he's he still is old. part of the council. They don't really name him as like leader of the council. I forget what his, what is his role again. Like it's not they're all master Jedi masters, but he's like prime Jedi. That's not it. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not that steeped into Star Wars. I'm more of a Star Trek guy. Anyways, <laughs> uh, anyways, so like he's part of the council, but in this he's just not there, which I love because it's just like haha, he exists, but we're not gonna we're which not is, gonna make him the main focus, which is great because he doesn't need to be. Right, like yeah, exactly, like, exactly. He needs to he needs to be there, and he needs to be acknowledged that he's there, but he doesn't need to be the main focus of your story. And that 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 is that makes me kind of uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say happy because I really don't care, but you know it's great. Yeah, that's how yeah. I feel about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're gonna retcon the sequel trilogy. This is. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> We just made three movies. Um, they each made over a yeah. billion dollars. Although, in fairness, if you, if I made three movies and each one made over a billion dollars, I would be like, "Screw it, let's do it again." Yeah, <laughs> Back that yeah. truck up. Let's make them again. Episode nine, roll it. Um. Anyway, this is uh, this is old news, I guess. But the but the the one thing, the, the reason why I, you know this is a clickbait title, but the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I don't think they're retconning or redoing or whatever the, the sequels. But I love um in my in my favorite Star Wars era, the New Republic era. I I just I love that they are connecting. Uh, what came before and then obviously what's coming after with the sequels and I love that we got you know that Snoke they, they alluded to Snoke in that one episode and they have this chance now with all these series to uh, get us to our final destination of the sequels uh, which I, I think is is the biggest benefit they have and if you want to argue with me I, the prequels is what I mean it's, this is their version of the prequels now right because they can't go back and be like this is uh episode uh mm. whatever because the, you know there's no gap in in episodic numbers but now they can go on this tv show and they could spread it out do you think that yeah. they're going to do that or do you think we're going to get the uh heir to the empire in live action uh no heir to empire because i keep seeing that online too uh that's if that's going to occur that's going to be in Ahsoka, and that's not really going to be heir to the Empire. It's just like here, Thrawn is back. <laughs> well, don't forget though, uh, all of the live action series, like the new, the Range of the New Republic, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, maybe Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. They're all going to conclude in like a big, yeah, yeah, event event series. Yeah, but like you bring back Th- Thrawn in Ahsoka. But he could, I'm saying he could be the big bad for all of them eventually. Sure, sure. But like, 
it's going to start in Ahsoka and then go from there. In in my opinion, based on nothing, because it's just like, well, it's uh, I had a comparison to this. I can't remember what. Uh, there's something sl- sl- uh, somewhat related in the news about this, but I won't talk about that. Um, but what was the original question after Air Republic? Do you just like the fact that they oh, get, right. that, do you think they're going to do like the prequel, what the prequels did for the original trilogy? Yeah. Do you think that we're going to get that? I think so. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, we don't know what the Rangers of the New Republic is going to be about, but I would assume that they'll be tackling groups that will turn out to be funding or are actually the first 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 republic first order right so i definitely think we're gonna see that happening there probably lurking in the background like they'll make up some kind of villain to deal with in the first season or two or however long it runs you know what i mean uh actually i was thinking about i was like oh book of boba fett they could bring back bosk (laughs) that'd be great or like an old uh, Dengar or something like that. That would be fantastic. Um, There's so much they could bring into that show that yeah. would that you could argue is fan service, but you could also be like, that makes sense. Yeah, but like the setup of possibly Snoke from Mandalorian, it's like, please, or please continue in that to some whatever you want to do with it. I don't care. Just like, yeah, let's let's. If it's Snoke, great. If it isn't, okay, that's cool too. But like. That that simple drop in there, you're like, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, and that of course ties in Grogu to the sequel trilogy in a way, also. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I think just like, it's there's so many possibilities. It's 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 crazy. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think it's smart. I think it's sort of like. Okay, this is how we kind of can explain things from the sequel movies. So, I think it's good. Star Wars, you can't beat it. <laughs> or maybe you can. I don't know. I'm looking, you know what? I am I am strangely now looking forward to reading uh The High Republic. I wasn't yeah, I I don't know. I'm going to dive into it eventually now for sure. Mm. Um because of the high praise and and uh, maybe like it's in the summertime when I'm really clamoring for more Star Wars, you know, because right now I just yeah, got yeah. the high of the Mandalorian and the Lego yeah. holiday special, you mm. know, but in the summertime, I'll be like, oh, I really wish there was some Star Wars. I'll, I, I have to bring it. I love that Book of Boba Fett's coming out in December, like Christmas time, because uh, since The Force Awakens, that's just kind of been like the Star Wars thing now. Like it yeah, filled yeah. the void left by the Lord of the Rings and to a lesser extent, The Hobbit. Like I really liked going, but and it was like a thing now. So I'm really enjoying that. This year was really exciting as well when it came out because it was, um, you know, COVID couldn't do anything anyway. <laughs> How badly do you want to go to a movie theater right now? <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, they just I don't know if you saw Sony just like was like, eh, our movies are coming out maybe the end of the year now. It's just it's a it's just a dumping it it, i yeah i don't even know if november will like i just i'm so like pessimistic now about anything opening up ever again it's like i would love it i i made my piece though i decided on movies that i would rent for 30 Mm dollars all of them have been pushed back there was one but uh yeah anyway um there you have it high republic's good Sequel trilogy being retconned by Favreau and Filoni officially happening. Um, Kathleen Kennedy has been fired. I'm trying to get into the YouTube. We're trying, we're trying to the YouTube algorithm right now. Oh my God! Is this the Twitter feed right now? <laughs> no retcon. <laughs> uh, also, you know what? Let's give a shout out. The uh, we were taping this early. We don't know, but the High Republic show on YouTube debuted today. Um, yeah. Is that a show? Um, because we recorded earlier, we won't pretend that you've seen it or not. Are you going to watch that show, given that you've read everything? No, why would I watch anything that's not us? <laughs> uh, no, I. You know what? I thought about it because obviously it was big news. Uh, I thought For all about the it. wrong reasons. It was big news. Yeah, exactly. I don't really watch the Star Wars show. I like what they do because I've seen what they did at um, 
celebration yeah. in Orlando. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I guess, I, I guess I can't say don't read their stuff because I do cut and paste their stories for the news. Uh, but I was kind of tempted to watch it because, like, it is like High Republic is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ooh. yeah, and if they have all the authors of the books that you like on there talking yeah, about yeah, it yeah. and things, so, um, I'm probably gonna check it out. Um, we'll talk about it next week <laughs> because. I, I, we taped it early, so we haven't seen it yet, obviously. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go to Never Tell Me the Odds? Let's do it! Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1! Never tell me the odds. Never, Never tell, tell me, me the odds for the 199th time, I think. God, it's been a lifetime. It's been a while. Uh, if you would like us to keep doing this. I mean, we'll keep doing it. We have nothing else to do. But if you'd like to support us, check us out on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. And you can help us out in any way you can. We will greatly appreciate it. And not only will we appreciate it, we will say your name in the show. Like these fine people, Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, not executive producer, but still great person, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Sooner Thrawn, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez. I just hit the mic with my phone. Rez. <laughs> Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quintone. <laughs> I almost said Aaron Quintone. Quintone. And the Quintets. That's his... Uh, <laughs> Barbara Strap Quartet. Uh, Dead and Nerds and the Girls with Sabres. A rip. Green Bay Packers. R.I.P. Also, rip. D. Raven Spencer's a huge Pack fan as well. So, uh, Oh, sorry. Ouch. Can't beat Old Man Brady. Have you seen uh, <laughs> ESPN Sports Center's tweet? Where it says Brady versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and it's Yoda versus Grogu. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, Old yeah, can't argue with that. This is never telling the odds. Join us over on Patreon. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we have to get a Patreon roundtable coming up soon. Next week, two hundredth yeah, episode, Brock. Next week, two hundredth episode, filled wow. with lots of surprises, and none of them surprising. <laughs> Here we go. Will we see Ray's birth on Disney Plus? And I don't mean like, Bleh! I mean like, will we see little Ray, baby Ray mm. at some point? In I love Disney that. Plus? I would love that. Um, yes, 100%. Wow. Wow. I have no follow up. <laughs> I mean, we're in that timeline because she was born during my favorite. Star Wars timeline. I'm going to go full Brock. Because it's like, obviously not. But at the same time, like, I don't know. They showed us that Snoke thing. What, like, yeah. what's stopping them from being like, look over there. Let's pop. Yeah. Like, you know, I. who knows how far they're going. I mean, obviously, Mandalorian, I think they said it was going to be four seasons. You have the Ahsoka show, the Rangers of the New Republic. Maybe Rangers of the New Republic are looking for Thrawn. Maybe they're looking for Palpatine clones. I don't know what the hell's going on in that show. Yeah, uh, and like, and recasting a young Ray, everyone would love it. I mean, we've seen a young Ray, but in that same vein, have you seen that Billy Bobby, Billy Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> Billy, Billy. Billy Bob Thornton as as Leia was one of the greatest castings. Of Bob, Bobby, Billy Bobby Brown. Oh my god! <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, she dressed up like Hoth Leia, and it was like spot on. I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get that Disney Plus show. Yeah, I feel like Star Wars things. <laughs> I feel like she has her agent call. Disney like every other week like you call <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy and they're like Kathleen Kennedy's been fired have you not seen YouTube <laughs> uh, well around the same vein I was very creative writing this one will we see a young Ben Solo on Disney Plus oh, well young so. <laughs> you're just like give me them all <laughs> bring up yeah 
I mean, I guess it's tricky because, like, you kind of can't get. No, I take it back, and I will. Uh, I, I don't want to ruin the news. It's doable, and you'll understand when I read the news. You get. They could somehow put Han and Leia in there, you know, like 40-something Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher or whatever age they were in those movies as the parents. I don't know. A cartoon would be great. Uh, I want to say 90%. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going like 83. You got it. I mean, you know, I don't put much stock in anything online, but Ben Solo Funko Pop sold out on Target within seconds. Like, people want it. And I think what the Mandalorian has showed and what Marvel shows is sometimes you just give people what they want. You like it? Are you like a WandaVision? Yeah, so far. Uh, I still hold to like, you probably should just watch it when it's done all in one. Yeah, I think think you're right. I, I, the theme songs are my favorite part. (laughs) They're fantastic. Uh, Final odd today, our final odd, Bo-Katan rules Mandalorian, Grogu leaves Luke to travel the galaxy with Din Djarin. Is this <laughs> the feel-good ending we <laughs> want for so the Mandalorian? Uh, no, no. So Din is going to give yeah. Bo-Katan the Darksaber. She's like, I rule all the Mandalorians. And Din's like, I'm yeah. going with Grogu, and we're going to go <laughs> around the galaxy in our spaceship together telling fun stories to Ewoks. In the High Republic, they man- they mention the Mandalorians for, like, one sentence. It's like, oh, the Mandalorians haven't been up to anything recently. <laughs> so it's sort of like, don't forget, they're still here. <laughs> Which, again, uh, is all you need. Like, sometimes you just yeah. give that little nudge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and there is a uh, a Gungan at one point in high- in the, the, the Charles Soule novel. Look, I'm not going to lie. That's great. We've had Gungans, though, in books before. We've had Jar Jar show up in one of the aftermaths. Put them on screen. That's when you're committed. You put one of them back on camera. And that's why Kathleen Kennedy has been fired. Uh, Rules, Mandalorian. uh, Yeah, I'm going to go 75%. I mean... I feel like the Mandalorian has to have a little bit more to it. Because, like, the story's good, and it hasn't been that predictable. So, that, like, if that's how it ends, I'm like, oh, everyone expected that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Anyway. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm going to go 47% on that. I just, it seems too neat and tidy. For yeah. it to end like that. I was like, oh, guess what? Grogu survived because he walked away. Oh, great. I do think, though, that his little silver knob needs to come back. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, when he picked it up, I'm like, oh, this is how he's going to get him in the last episode. And it didn't play out at all. He didn't need it whatsoever, but he still has it. So he kind of, that's in their back pocket for whenever they need it, which I think that kind of, as much as I keep saying Grogu's not coming back, I think that kind of confirms that he will be coming back at some point. Whenever that is, who knows? But, you know, I, I just, I feel like Favreau, Filoni, and uh, Kathleen Kennedy and uh, every other person that's worked on The Mandalorian is too smart to realize that they put that in there not to use it. It's not like, you know, they would do it and forget about it. It was purposely put in that Robert River. Maybe it comes back in Boba Fett. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right. That's all for the Never Tell Me the Odds portion of the show. That was a great, that was fantastic. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. You ready for your news? <laughs> I need to you know it. Let's right, do it. Let me just hold on. Holla news. My mic is off. Katie Sackhoff has revealed that she had no clue Luke Skywalker was going to be in the season two finale of Mandalorian. Uh, During an interview with the Sith Council, she said, I didn't know until I saw it with you guys. Uh, Although Luke actor Mark Hamill's face and voice appear in the finished episode, digitally de-aged to make him look like Return of the Jedi era Luke, uh, the character was represented by actor Max Lloyd-Jones on set. it, and it, Sackhoff said it threw her off the double that was uh, that nobody revealed at all that 
who it was. It was just a Jedi for all they knew. I think there was a red herring like, oh, it's going to be this character. And she says, I didn't know. They didn't tell us. There was an actor there with dots on his face. So there you go. All they need is an actor with dots on their face and they can drop any character they want in that place. Uh, if you want to spend some of the hard-earned dollars, head on over to Amazon and check out their Star Wars Adventure Across the Galaxy, a merchandise program featuring products inspired by the plants of a galaxy far, far away. Uh, throughout the year, fans will be treated to eight drops of new and popular items that have been carefully curated across multiple categories, including toys, home collectibles, and apparel, with select products available only on Amazon. So go over to Amazon.com slash Star Wars. Sorry, Canadians, it doesn't seem like we get a, get to jump in on this, but uh, you can always just spend a little extra money and go over to Amazon.com. Uh, this time, the theme is Hoth. So the products are uh, Visit Hoth Pajamas, which look really, really cool. There's a shirt that says things you'll find on Hoth T-shirt, and they got pictures of like the Wampa and the snow and uh, there's a black series han solo and hawk parka coming out eight inch star wars plushies from mattel including x-wing luke 3po stormtrooper and vader and a collectible hawk pin set which is one of my favorites and i might want to get my grubby little hands on because you know they're gonna put out a pin set for every one of these eight drops uh and then finally as we've already been talking high republic it's huge and if you haven't had a chance to check out any of the books you want to learn about it head over to star wars uh star wars youtube channel and they have a whole section on high republic that's promotional animations two which i highly suggest watching on two of the main characters avar chris and vernestra Rowe, who are the uh main characters in both books so check it out it is really really cool and this has been your hollow news hollow news top five top five Wait, isn't this a special top five, James? Uh, no, I'm changing. Yes, it is a very special top <laughs> five. This is our, I think this is our, actually our 199th top five. 100. I, I'm pretty sure we've been top five is one of the, we've been doing top five since the very beginning. I don't, yeah. have we been doing Never Tell Me the Odds since the beginning? I don't know. I remember we were a few weeks in when you're like, we need to do the news. Um, we need the news. We do the news. news. Uh, but I remember one of my favorite top fives, I don't know about you, was the, this is, has nothing to do with what we're doing today, was the top five Jar Jar moments we did with Andrew. One of the first, <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> Wasn't that just a great top five? Just absolutely wonderful. This yeah. top five, however, is actually a top ten. It's a two-parter. We're going to do uh, our top ten Star Wars moments overall star wars moments top 10 so today we're going to do uh 10 through 6 and we really want to know what all of you have to say to this in the comments in the live chat uh patreon us email us whatever we want to know because this one is a tough one because there's so many great moments and uh, i had to honorable mention i don't have vader's mask coming down on vader and revenge of the sith on mine and i couldn't figure out how to get it on but it didn't make it. There's a lot that didn't make it, but there's a lot that did make it. So 10th through yeah. 6th today. Brock, are you ready for this? Did you have trouble with this oh. one? Or are you really like, it's a breeze? Uh, I, well, I wrote this last week, so I can't remember <laughs> how long it took me to do. It was exciting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my number 10, Yoda lifting the X-Wing from the swamps of Dagobah. It's just you know what it is. It's a it's a great moment in Star Wars. It's, it really kind of shows the force at play. And one thing, oddly enough, that I'll never forget is a few years ago, watching it with my nieces and nephew who didn't really care. They're like oh, it's an old movie, but and when that scene came to play, they all stopped and stared at the screen and were mesmerized by that moment. And it's such a poignant moment um, and a great one, showing that size matters not. This one's going to be out of left field for all of my other ones. But it's like it just seemed right. And it's also why it's the bottom of the list. My number 10 is the holiday special. <laughs> because I feel like as much as we don't call it canon, I think it deserves to be mentioned. It deserves... One, it's like, well, this is the worst Star Wars thing you could 
possibly make. But then also it like, well, if this can exist, then creativity can be anything you want in Star Wars. So I think it's important. And also I love Chewbacca. So True point. And look, they, they, B. Arthur's character has been mentioned in A Certain yeah. Point of View, I believe. Life Day is mentioned in The Mandalorian. They're not yep. shying away from elements of it. And, and you know, you just made executive producer Heidi very happy. Because that oh, that's, that's her introduction to Star Wars, and she loves it. And and to me, that I want to talk to her one day about it because that's fascinating to me. That your introduction is the holiday special, and now she. And the thing is, like, if you think about something that you introduced to when you were a child, you hold that in such yeah. high esteem, and it could be the holiday special it could be terrible, but it doesn't matter because because yeah. of your your nostalgia for it. Um, yeah. My number nine, the Praetorian Guards. Uh, versus Ray and Kylo. Praetorian Guards versus Ray and Kylo, number nine. Right. Some people might think it might have been higher on my list because I love me the Praetorian Guards, um, and it's it's one of my it's obviously one of my favorite moments. It's on the list. Um, it's still, I think, though, ultimately compared to what else I have, except for one thing, it's it's still relatively too new, I guess, for it to really have yeah. a hold on me. And I mean, yeah, I mean that's just how. I think we work, right? It's like maybe my number one, I can't remember what it is, but it's probably the most, one of the more nostalgia moments than maybe the best. But uh, these are personal lists, so suck it. You couldn't be any more wrong, James. Uh, Even though my number nine also has to do with sabers, this has to do with Black Saber being in the hands of Moff Gideon. That's right. I dropped it in there because I'm like... When he cuts himself out of that TIE fighter at the end of season one of Mandalorian, I'm like, oh my goodness. Because it wasn't just like a cool visual. It was also like they just put something from the cartoon into a yeah. TV show. So like that's huge. So I think a lot of my stuff kind of like big moments just I would, in the franchise in general as well. I, I I would use your phrasing and say I would argue that that could be um, – Years from now, one of the most important moments in Star Wars in terms yeah. of storytelling, on especially Disney Plus, is that you took something from a cartoon and you were like, "Take this, we're running with it." If you don't know what it is, that's fine. Uh, but if you do know, this is for you. Like, it, it, you know, it, it, it actually goes back to what you said about the holiday special when they say Life Day, right? It's like, yeah, you're acknowledging Star Wars, which is fantastic. Yeah, my, yeah, that's so true. That's that's all it is. Uh, my number three is pretty. Uh, it's it's not as zeroed in as the other stuff, but it mine is just the Battle of Endor. Gosh, it's nice. the greatest moment in Star Wars. But it's it's my number three today, which would be number eight overall. My number eight and, and today's number three is Ahsoka in live action. Nice, sort of in the same as Black Saber. It's just like it's a good episode, but it's just like I can't believe this is happening. So. It's just sort of like, <laughs> look at the limit. It was like the second she takes a step on, in on into frame, which is like in the first thirty seconds of that show, you're like, they are gonna do whatever they want now. <laughs> and and again, they might not have been able to do that had they not brought in the dark saber. Yeah, you know, one exactly. opened the door for the other. But again, that's another massive moment because now you've taken not an object from an animated series, you've taken a <laughs> character from an animated series, a character that was hated for yeah. a while from an animated series. Yeah. It became obviously a fan favorite later on. It's not, but mm-hmm. still, like that's yeah, that's a great, great moment. Uh, my number two for today and seven overall is um, from the same movie as my number three is Jabba's Palace. Gosh, I just I yeah. love everything in Jabba's Palace. I don't know this. I don't know what the hell my top five is because <laughs> these moments <laughs> are awesome. But Jabba's Palace, Jabba Hutt's one of my favorites. I mean, he's obviously everybody's favorite. Book of Boba Fett went back to his palace and was like, <gasps> like the minute you see the throne and everything, you're just taken back to your childhood and all that. And I absolutely love it. Uh, so that's my number two today and my number seven overall moment of Star Wars. My number seven. I must love the Clone Wars because they're going to that cartoon. Darth Maul lives again. In a world where we're like, yeah, Gwen Stacy will always remain dead. <laughs> nope. They all come back from the In dead. Star Wars, if you get thrown down a shaft, you yeah. come back every oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Sha- uh, bottomless shafts, uh, you will live again. Yeah. Uh, they land oh. somewhere and they usually land in life. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a huge, huge part of Clone Wars. Like, it's not my favorite part of Clone Wars, I think, but like, apparently it is because you put it deal. up there. But it, like, <laughs> it, as a as an event itself, it's sort of like, oh wow, and yeah. then. Because of the success of that, they brought Maul back constantly in the final season of Clone Wars, and then in Solo, like it's their like as I say, they're spending money on Mandalorians and Darth Maul. <laughs> I don't well, know if we'll ever see him again, but I wouldn't be surprised oh, if we did. I, I think we you have to. He's such. A, I mean, yeah. they are going ways where they're going to create their own things, but Maul yeah. is. I, clearly a fan favorite everybody obsesses over Maul. Yeah. he looks cool and they kind of justified that and you know like you said with the dark saber and ahsoka i hope he comes back in live action again because that that really is what cements them in um the lore and and with the casual fans my number one today sixth overall my number six overall star wars moment is yoda in the phantom menace uh fear is a path to the dark side yada yeah. yada yada it's in the trailers it is a momentous moment it is um, probably one of the most quoted Star Wars pieces or one of the best known quotes from Star Wars that people love. Um, and it, it is up there as my number six overall. My number six is also a quote. It's from Return of the Jedi. You mentioned Endor. Battle of, of course, tonight. I have to put Endor on this somehow. No, it's 3PO <laughs> saying to our motley crew it seems our little friend has gone off and done something rather rash i <laughs> apologize if i didn't get that right but this is like the ewok goes off and tries to steal uh, yeah he steals the the speeder to to distract mm-hmm. them and then begins the battle of the land battle of endor it's like that that captured my imagination 3700 years ago when i was a lad uh yeah, it's just wonderful that that it's. I think lines like that just sum up like why Jedi is such a cool movie. We're like, oh man, this is fun. Yeah, such a great movie. All of my moments could have been from. They're all from Star Wars, so they're all great. <laughs> I'm excited to see my top five because I don't remember what they are anymore. But uh, we're, <laughs> we're gonna find out next week on our 200th oh. episode of the Rebel Scum wow. Podcast. We're going to have uh, somebody who's not canon making his uh, appearance on there and somebody else will as well. It's going to be a lot of fun next week. 200th episode. 199 today, though. 199. Wow. Did you think we'd get this far when we started in your no, parents' basement in 1987? <laughs> I don't know what's keeping us going. It's it's the yeah. fact that we just can't get over Kathleen Kennedy being fired. If I yeah. say it enough, does that get in the algorithm of YouTube? I don't know. I think that that's the way we should just we should complain. Some like just like a, a Lucasfilm employee like ratted us as, out or as, something. Look, as long as uh oh god. What's his name? Who's the villain in Tenant? Kenneth Branagh? If Kenneth Branagh doesn't die, then the algorithm doesn't get screwed with. So we're good. He's still alive. So what so what you're saying is you understood the plot of Tenet. I understand part of the plot. You know what? Okay, I will give you this. I understood the plot, but there's parts of it I still don't really, can't really pair all the parts of But I'm going to watch Tenet again. Don't get me wrong. I'm also going to go see it in the theater whenever that's safe again. It's never playing in the theater. That is my promise. I, I, I enjoy Tenet, um, but I, I, I like Christopher Nolan movies, but I also feel like people like really <laughs> overthink yeah. Christopher. Like, like. I don't think they're as brilliant as everyone, including him, thinks they are. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, but I was like Dunkirk, ninety minutes, fantastic. I've watched so this <laughs> this weekend. I watched Greyhound, Tenet, Ooh, and seventy five hundred with uh, your boy Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yes, have you seen that? Yeah, I love it. He's like they just shoot it in like one room. <laughs> that, so I, I saw the trailer like last year, and I was like, I want to watch it. And then Christmas came, I'm like I'm not watching it during Christmas. And then yeah, I, yeah. I thought Aaron would get a kick out of it, and I was like, 93 minutes. How do I say no to this? And I put it on, and that was what I thought was. First of all, I thought he was fantastic in it. Joseph Gordon Levitt's great performance. But yeah, it's just in the cockpit, and they don't. Yeah. The only time they get out of the cockpit is like the last shot of the movie. And I was like, this is. I was like, I love this right now. Because you got that claustrophobic feel, which made me feel uneasy. But I don't know. My favorite part of that movie, 
now we're turning into a 7500 podcast but when the plane takes off at the beginning and they're in the top cockpit and it's got that white noise and the perfect shaking yeah like that that like slight turbulent shake i'm like oh my god yeah. i'm in a the plane behind, the behind the scenes of that should be like really really interesting it's like how would you shoot that <laughs> yeah it's it was fantastic uh, i really i really enjoyed it. i thought he was great in it uh, but that yeah. and greyhound were both 90 minutes long and then tenet was 700 hours i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i put on tenet and all of a sudden it was like 2 a.m i'm like what happened what <laughs> what just happened but uh, anyway, yeah, those are. I watched all three of those movies. Oh, I also watched The Devil of Time, which was two hours. So combined, I watched 97 hours of movies this weekend. Wow. Tom, Holland, Tom Holland, also very good in that movie, too. Oh, I had some good yeah. performances uh, in what I watched. <sighs> Star Wars. All right, Star that's Wars. it. Anything else you want to say tonight? Uh, Star Wars is about love. It's about community. So let's uh, relax yeah, on Twitter. We should have started this. Well, show you know what? That. How about this? We just take a break from Twitter for like a week. So, take a break. That's it. It's fine. The one thing that Twitter is kind of showing about humanity right now is that people really want to rain on other people's parades. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, like even if you look at last, I don't know if you saw it. There was a comment last week on the podcast. We're like, High Republic sucks. Mandalorian's the only good Star Wars. What? What does okay. one have to do with the other, first of all? And why are you coming out to, to play? Like, just stay home. Nobody, you don't need to go and cry about things. Cry over spilt milk. Spilt milk. Oh, I'm like, Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so whatever. Go watch the High Republic show. Do it. My phone's ringing. Okay, bye. Hello? All right, that's, <laughs> that's Brock. I'm James. This is the Rebel Scout Podcast. We'll be back next week with our 200th episode. And until then... But, yeah, anyway, he was always scum. I am scum. Rebel Scout. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.